You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode 78, and today we're talking about the health of our teams. How healthy is your team? And if you'll look back, you'll see that over the last several episodes in in this season, um, we've talked about um, our teams. We've talked about how to create a great team. We've talked about how to keep our teams sharp by providing them with ongoing training. Um, We've talked about how to keep our teams motivated. We've talked about the importance of of delegating important responsibilities to our team and and entrusting them um, with, with the work so that we're not trying to do everything ourselves. And today we're talking about keeping our teams healthy. And I want to start off by reading a passage of Scripture and uh, even if you're not really a Bible person, I think this, just, just hear me out. This passage of Scripture really has to do with, with attitudes and, and characteristics and things that really do make a difference in the workplace, wherever your workplace might be. And this is from a, a letter in the New Testament that the Apostle Paul was writing to a church, and uh, it was the letter of Colossians. And he says this, Since God chose you to be the holy people that He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And the most important piece of clothing that you must wear is love. Love is what binds us all together in perfect harmony. You know, it's no secret that the health of our leadership team is what is ultimately going to determine the health of our organization. If your team's not healthy, your organization's not going to be healthy. And it doesn't matter if that organization is a business or a church or some type of nonprofit group. Um, If your team's not healthy, the organization's not going to be healthy. Um, An unhealthy team is eventually going to bring um, that that sickness, that, that lack of health to the rest of the organization. So what are some things that you as a leader can do to keep your team healthy? And the things that I'm going to talk about, these, these few points that we're going to talk about today, will come into play, whether you're the senior leader, the key guy, the president, the CEO, the owner of the business, uh, senior pastor, or if you're an associate, or if you're a member of the team yourself, or if you're a supervisor or a manager, these things will come into play and will be helpful to you, whatever your sphere of influence is. So the first thing that we want to talk about for keeping our team healthy, number one is support your leaders. Support those that are in in leadership positions over you. Now this sounds pretty basic, right? Yet how often have you heard people criticizing and berating those 
who were over them. Bad-mouthing the boss, bad-mouthing management, they don't understand, they don't care, and, and you know the list goes on and on. But if we want to keep our team healthy, we must always speak well of our leaders in public. I mean, think about it. If you or I, as a leader in an organization, criticize and gossip, we're giving everyone else permission to do the exact same thing. If we have disagreements, these disagreements should be handled behind closed doors, not in public. I can't tell you the number of times over the years when I was working for a police department and and there would be supervisors and even in some cases managers who were constantly criticizing the, the, the upper level management in front of the troops. And, you know, it's hard to keep the troops motivated when the, the sergeant and the lieutenants, and even in some cases the majors, are bad-mouthing, um, you know, the assistant chiefs and the chief. So we've got to speak well of our leaders in public. If we have an issue with them, if there's something we don't agree with, let's go make an appointment and talk to them. Let's sit down and talk to them face-to-face rather than gossiping behind their backs. Now, another way that we can support our leaders is to give them feedback, and especially positive feedback. You know, just because they're the boss doesn't mean that they don't need encouragement. And, you know, as we've said before, encouragement is oxygen for the soul. And those over us need it like everyone else. You know, when they've done something good, when they've made a good decision, when when when, when they've done a good job, you know, encouraging them, letting them know that you appreciate it, that goes a long way. Give them positive feedback. And of course, if you have negative feedback, like we said, you know, let's be man or woman enough to sit down and talk to them about it. And then another aspect of supporting our leaders, and this is really important, is we need to give them grace. Now, what do I mean by giving them grace? That sounds like one of those Christian words, right? But as the passage of Scripture that we read above says, we must make allowance for each other's faults. In other words, everybody has a bad day, including the boss. Now, granted, if the boss is having a bad week or a bad month or a bad year, that gets uncomfortable. I get it. But in many cases, the boss has a bad day. Everybody else can have bad days, too. The boss is entitled to have a bad day as well, and we've got to give them grace. And, you know, let's extend the same grace and understanding to them that we would like have extended to us when we're having a bad day. So support your leaders. Number two, number two thing that we can do to have a healthy team is we need to support our fellow team members. You know, as a team, we have to look out for each other. This doesn't mean we all have to be best friends, Of course, it helps if we're friends. It helps if we actually like each other. But look, we know that's not realistic. We know that in the workplace, we're not all going to be best buddies. But you know, team dynamics, um, if if they get off, if the team dynamics get um, out of balance, it's going to create tension in the relationships of the team. And we can have good working relationships with, with each other without having to be buddies. We can have good working relationships with each other, even if it's a, a sales environment, we're in competition with each other. In fact, we should be able to get along with each other. And so 
um, we've got to support our fellow team members. And one of the ways that we support our team members is by speaking well of them in public. Starting to see a pattern here? You know, it's very easy to criticize someone or put somebody down that we don't agree with or that we don't like. But if we have a default setting of always speaking positively of our coworkers, we're going to present a united front to the rest of the organization. I mean, let's face it, if the leadership team doesn't get along, then how can we expect there to be unity in the rest of the organization? If you've got one manager speaking poorly of another manager in front of the subordinates, how can we be surprised that there's, there's not tension further down the ladder? So we've got to speak well of each other. And, and look, I get it. Sometimes you know people will do things to us to irritate us and get under our skins get under our skin, but that's where we have to be the bigger people and go and sit down with them and discuss it if we have an issue with them. And, you know, another thing that we can do is we can encourage our fellow team members. Um, That's another way that we show support. Like we said before, encouragement is oxygen to the soul. And, you know, it can be difficult sometimes to encourage a co-worker's accomplishment, especially if we're in in, in, uh, competition with them. I mean, if they beat us out for sales this month, man, it can be tough to go up and say, congratulations, good job. You know, that can be tough. But you know, how powerful is it to do that? To support them, to encourage them, to to pat them on the back and tell them they did a good job. You know, we should all be cheering for each other. But And when we do this, encouragement creates a positive atmosphere on our team. And everybody wants to work in this kind of atmosphere. Nobody wants to work on a team where, where people are out to get each other. Nobody wants to work on a team where you know, you're worried that you're going to get stabbed in the back by your, your, the person that sits in the cubicle next to you. So if we can create a culture of celebrating each other's successes, we're going to go a long, long way to creating a healthy leadership team. And then another way that we can support our team members is by giving them grace. Like we said, everybody can have a bad day, even you. The boss can have a bad day, your teammate can have a bad day, you can have a bad day. And if we can um, make allowance, if we can bear with each other's faults, bear with each other's bad days, um, it's really going to help us have a healthy team. If we can extend the grace to the teammate that we would like have extended to us, then things are going to go so much smoother. And look, I know there's difficult people out there. I know there's some people that are just hard to get along with. That's life. That's, that's life in any company. That's life in any organization. But as much as we can, as much as we can do our part, when we extend grace to that, that other teammate, it's going to help us in so many ways uh, to keep our team healthy. So we've talked, we mentioned two things. We've talked about supporting our leaders, and we've talked about supporting our fellow team members. And then the last thing that I think we can do, the last thing that I believe is so important to to creating a healthy team is remember what our mission is. What is our mission? Why are we there? You know, our mission as an organization should define everything that we do as a team. Everyone on the team should be clear on what the leader's vision is and on where the organization is going. 
it's so good to revisit this from time to time. Um, periodically, we need to go back and review uh, what the vision is. What's our mission? Because when we do this, it helps everyone to stay focused on the same thing. And when we're all focused on the same thing, when we're all focused and we know what we're supposed to be doing, it's going to create a much healthier work environment because we're all going to be focused on the same task. We're not all going to be going in different directions. So remember what the mission is. It's going to help you so much in keeping your team healthy. Well, now it's your turn. What are some things that you might add to this list? What are some other things that we can do to keep our teams healthy? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave your question or your comment in the, the, the show notes for today's post. There's a place for comments. Leave your comment there. I read everyone. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I publish three blog posts a week, and by subscribing, you won't miss a single issue. And subscribers also get my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. It's full of extra leadership tips, um, some great information about what my wife and I are doing in Brazil. It's a great way to stay in touch, full of great information. I know you're going to love it. time for this week's resource highlight. My first book is called Peter and Paul in Acts, and Acts, and this is a study on two New Testament leaders. And what I find fascinating about these two guys is when you think about the last 2,000 years of Christianity, we can pretty much lay the success of Christianity at the feet of two incredible men, the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul. These are the guys that took Christianity from uh, a Jewish faith, if you will, and transformed it into a worldwide um, uh, system of belief, a worldwide religion, a worldwide movement of people that followed the resurrected Jesus. And so my book, Peter and Paul in Acts, examines their apostolic ministries. It examines their leadership styles on what they did, what they didn't do, and why they were so successful. So there'll be a link in the show notes to Peter, Paul, and Act. Peter and Paul and Acts. Check it out. I know you're going to love it. Well, my friends, um, we're going to wrap this show up. Um, make sure you pass. If you enjoy leading and learning, pass it on to a friend. We're always looking to attract great new listeners into the family. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.